Welcome, everybody, to the Building Aaronsburg podcast. I'm Thomas Aaronsburg. And I'm Catherine Aaronsburg. And today we're going to talk to you about self-awareness. This is an episode that Catherine came up with. <laughs> I don't really know what she wants to talk about here. You're taking here, no responsibility so for the subject matter. I'm going to let her take it away. I just think it's the, the lack of self-awareness that happens in humanity, and maybe it's just Americans, I don't know, is it's sad. It's a true sadness. And I think that if we were more self-aware, we could be better humans and better people. Don't you think? I do. But why don't we start with uh, kind of defining, maybe not Webster's defining, but oh, We're, we're going to do a class speech where we go, Webster's dictionary defines awareness as... Self-awareness. <laughs> no, but just maybe give some examples of things that you've seen. And by the that... way, this is not to say that I'm the most self-aware person right. on the planet. I mean, I think everybody has their blind spots when it comes of to self course. And I think most people probably think they're self-aware. I think that's probably the most... The greatest blind spot. Yes. The greatest blind spot is that we all think we're self-aware. And it's a right. real problem. Guys, we're not self-aware at all. But I would say, you know, examples of lack of self-awareness. Do you want to do it that way? I got a good one. But okay. you, go ahead and give yours first and then I'll... Well, you know, I grocery shop. A lot. Mm -hmm. And so when people park their shopping carts in the middle of an aisle and start playing on their cell phone or whatever, looking up recipes while they're shopping, move your cart to the side. Lack okay. of self-awareness. I mean, that's just like... It's like spatial awareness, I guess. I guess so. But then there's things like, oh, I got in a fight with my husband or my brother or my sister or whatever. They just don't, they just don't, you know, understand. Well, did you, what did you contribute to this? Right. How did your attitude going into the argument or your overall, you know, how you are as a human, did that play into maybe making that person more upset or, you know, sometimes... Yeah, you had an effect in that yeah, conversation. We complain about other people's actions a lot, but what did our role play right. in, in that self-awareness? Sure. That is knowing what what you contributed to make something really good or really bad or the things that you could work on because you know that, because we come, you were humans, we come with, um, you know, nature and nurture issues that we probably need to correct and work on in our lives. And it happens throughout your entire life. You never stop working on those things, but being aware of what those are so that you can work on them right. is a huge thing. And then knowing how those things affect other people. Yeah. So I'm a teacher. Oh gosh, you probably see lack of self awareness <laughs> every at the, day, <laughs> the maximum. But it really it reach it reaches its pinnacle whenever we take tests, because these kids will. I don't know what you were like when you took a test, but when I finished a test, I generally felt like I had a pretty good feeling for if you did well. I or did not. well, or I, I bombed it, or whatever. Yeah, I can't tell you how many kids will be like, "Oh man, coach." I just killed that test. I got an A. I don't think I missed one. I got a yeah. hundred. It's like I've been watching you all week in class. There's no way you got a hundred. Yeah. Do you <laughs> and think sure enough, they you know you get the test score back, and it's nowhere near what they expected. Do you think self awareness is also related to um, responsibility, self responsibility, taking taking response? You know, like if these kids didn't study for the test. Right. Is it lack of awareness that they that they really think they did well if they didn't, or if it, or is it them taking not taking responsibility for? I think doing in, it them in this whatever it took in to this get specific the test, right? example, when they're in class with me working through problems, 
I lead them to the answer. I mean, that's what I do as a teacher. You know, I give them the question. They don't have any idea where to start. And I'm like, well, what about this? And it, it starts kind of, I start like pushing them down the hill, basically. And then they're, they kind of can put the pieces together. And every time they get stuck, I know what kind of question to ask to get them unstuck. But when you go to take a test, I don't help you on the test. Here's the question. You got to get it right completely on your own. So then when the test comes back and you got an F, that's where you have to take responsibility for, okay, coach, I didn't study for that test. Right. They right? thought they knew it because when they were in class, they knew it because I was helping them. But, you know, when you went and did your homework, did you actually do your homework completely on your own or did you copy somebody's homework? Or did you, you know, you just made up answers? And so you you have this uh, false sense of security, I guess, because, well, I was able to do it when we were in class, when you were helping us, but you didn't, like, maybe it is a self-responsibility that you're talking about. You didn't take the time to go do your homework and find out, do you really know it for you? Not just, do you know it because I helped you, but do you know it for you? So there's only so much you can do for your students. You can lead a, right. I always say you can, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. That is, applies to so many different things. And this is one of them, self-awareness. So all you can do is to give, like we're doing right now, we're talking about self-awareness so that hopefully people out there will say to themselves, okay, self-awareness, am I self-aware? Like, what does that mean yeah. to me? You know, and then how do you teach your kids to be self-aware? How do you teach? Because, I mean, this podcast is about all of these different subjects that we're talking about and dispersing them through the things that we do on a daily basis, which is right. our jobs, our family, um, our home, you know, building our house, you know, yeah, epoxy floors, self-awareness. Right. Like maybe right. we shouldn't have done those a second time we on were, our own. <laughs> yeah, we thought we had it. We, we weren't self-aware we on, on that. that yeah. So I think what we're getting at here is – even acknowledging that self-awareness is a problem, and then how do we work to become more self-aware so that we can help, you know, solve problems within our own lives and help other people solve problems in a way that, you know, well, isn't just knowing, escalating problems. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I think the the key to self-awareness is knowing what your weaknesses are, and I guess maybe knowing your strengths too, but. Knowing where your weaknesses are, because those are the ones that are going to hurt you. Of course. Usually. Yes. Where you think you know something, and you yeah. don't really know it as well as you thought that you did. Right. And then you get yourself into trouble. But, you know, self-awareness also leads to empathy, in my opinion. And empathy is also another trait that people are missing a huge um, chunk of. Meaning, being able to put, not sympathy... Right? right? That's feeling sorry for someone when they go through something. Right. Empathy is being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Understand their perspective. Understand their perspective. But empathy is also knowing that you can, in most cases, that you cannot 100% put yourself in someone else's shoes. Right. And un understanding that there's actually no way for you to completely understand what the other person is right. going through. And so you can't always, like completely um, help that person in a way they need to be helped because you've never experienced it before. Right. So understanding that you can't completely understand is like the ultimate, right? Yeah, then, but yeah right. Because then you can tell that person, 
I'm so sorry that happened, or how can I help? You know, would this help you? Um, but also when it comes to arguments and things like that with people that we don't necessarily agree with, you can put yourself in their position enough to say, I was not raised exactly the way you were. I didn't right. experience, we all have experienced life differently. Absolutely. And so we have different experiences, and I can at least say, that your opinions come from the sum of all of your life experiences. Right. And I can at least give you that. And that's empathy. We don't have to agree and we don't have to come yeah. to a And happy... you're right though. I think that is that is rooted in self-awareness. You have to be aware enough to know that that's true. Yeah. And I don't think people are willing to accept that. It's hard. It's hard. People are so in I mean Right now in the political environment we're in, I think that that might be where we're all missing. The yes. empathy and right. the the self-awareness. Those two things go together very well. And I, I apologize because I'm not a junior psychologist here. It's just this is my experience right. with people and getting along with people and running a business. And my clients are all different. And the people that I hire are all different. And they come from different places. Mm-hmm. But we're all humans. And if you can talk to people and create relationships and understand where they come from, and understand that you can never completely know what they've experienced. And so right. you can't completely get in their head. You can do the best you can. Um, that you're going to have some really amazing relationships and some really amazing outcomes with people that have that you don't agree with on 99% of things. Yeah. It can happen. Right. We can do these things. As long as you're, I, yeah, you have to be willing to accept that though. And I think that that acceptance is where people have a lot of issue. You know, like, I I don't believe your whatever political or religious ideology, but you have to just accept that yours is different and mine's different, but is we it, can still... Is he agree to still, disagree? Right. We used to be able to say that. We can just yeah. agree to disagree. Agree to disagree, that's it. And not in a mean way, not in an ugly way, right. like, fine, we'll just agree to disagree. It's yeah. like... We'll agree to disagree, but you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like that. It has to be a true, just understanding that we're going to have to agree to disagree and that's okay right we can it's going to be all right all right well let's take a little break and uh when we come back i want to dive into uh sort of how to improve your self-awareness maybe or or heighten your self-awareness let's do it welcome back everybody um we were talking about self-awareness and it led into a little conversation about empathy. And, and I, I guess the reason I wanted to kind of take a break and, and then come back to it was I feel like this is sort of begging the question because it's not enough just to talk about this. Like, how can we get better at being more self-aware? And or, more empathetic. Or, yeah, being more empathetic. Um, and I will, I will start with this. I would say the, the first part of it is that you have to be willing to accept that you are not an, a very empathetic person, mm-hmm. and that you're not super self-aware. But that takes self-awareness to do those things. Right. It's a real catch-22, it, it really isn't is, it? <laughs> but I, I think that's where it starts because, you know, the example you gave at the beginning of the podcast about you're, you're in the grocery store and you stop in the middle of the aisle with your buggy because you're reading something or whatever. That's me. Drives me nuts. 100% me. Yeah. Right? And when we first got married, I was oblivious to the fact that that was even a thing. Like, I would just be shopping, you know, because I shop all the time. Not. <laughs> but because I shop so rarely, I didn't yeah. know there's like an etiquette probably to the shopping. There's not really. 
but I guess there is There's a, a, kind probably of, a common courtesy. I don't know. Yeah. Probably maybe some understood misunderstanding. But I feel like that's being a human. It's not even a grocery store thing. It's like you open a door for someone. If they're sure. right behind you, you you continue you to can hold, hold it. Hold it open. Right. Yeah, like it's funny because there's like a distance away from me where I'm judging. Like, is this too? Cl- is this? Is that person yes. too far away for me to continue to right. hold the door? Like, what's ridiculous? They're right at that limit. Where yeah. It's disrespectful. If you. <laughs> yeah. Generally, I hold it open. If they, even right. if they're like getting out of their car halfway I think down it's the parking lot. eye contact lot. thing too. If you've looked at yes. me in the eyes, like now, okay, now I got to hold the door for you. <laughs> yes. Um, but getting back to the grocery store example, yeah. you were the first person to point that out to me. Like, get to the side. You're standing in the middle of the aisle, and I'm. It's so rude. And then you turn around and look like, oh my gosh, I am. Like, there's someone behind me probably trying to get by me. And, yes. And I don't doubt that at some point I am trying to get around someone else that's doing the same thing. Right. Put your head on a swivel, as you would say. Yes. Your head should be on a swivel no matter where you so are. So I didn't, I didn't even realize that. Now, because you've told me that 14 years ago, whatever <laughs> it was, it is something I do pay attention to now. I'm still not great at it. Again, I just, I lack the experience. I don't shop enough to... And I do the same thing with our kids, too. Our kids, now we've got four kids. Imagine us shopping with four kids in yeah. tow, which we don't Take do. Up a lot of space. We don't do often, but sometimes we'll go shopping for shoes. It's not groceries necessarily. Right. But the kids will tend to spread out across an aisle, right. and I'm constantly corralling them into a single file line, or at least within the width of your and my, you know, half the aisle, so that they're not trying to teach them that self awareness of, look, there's people coming down the aisle. This woman's trying to stock the shelves. You know, there are other people in this world besides you that you need to be yes. aware of around you. Right. It's not so all about that's you. where I was leading then is one, you have to be willing to accept it. But then two, you have to sort of surround yourself with people that are going to tell you these things. True. Because if you never existed, I would probably still be standing in the middle of the grocery aisle not paying any attention to people that are around me trying to get by me. Yeah, gentle leading. Or whatever. For sure. But I think a fair way to start learning a little bit, just reflecting back maybe, not even currently, but looking back on maybe some past things that have happened where someone got upset with you about something. Right. And being able to look back and say, what role did I play in that? So use past examples of things if you can think of them if you're anything like me i'm an anxiety mess and i replay situations in my brain a million times over and never let them go so i could probably come up with a hundred different um arguments or conversations where i said something i shouldn't have or did something i shouldn't have and if you're if you're like that then you can probably recall some times where something happened where you can now look back with and try to gain some empathy and try to gain some self-awareness and say what role did I play in that? Right. How was that person? Maybe they were upset that day and they were trying, you know, and I I didn't realize they were upset and I ended up stoking the fire instead of you know, putting the fire out. Right. And maybe I shouldn't have gotten as upset because that didn't help the situation. If I had just done this and that would have, you know, maybe it would have led to something different. Maybe they had a bad day and just weren't telling me about it. Like reading the room and reading a situation. And I, we may have talked about it last podcast, but it's not always about you. Sometimes people yeah. are in a mood because something that has nothing to do with you and we take it personally and then we like add on and yeah, I know you talk, make it worse. You talked in a previous episode about that, how we do that with our children, how, you know, the kids go to school, something happens, so-and-so picked on me, they pushed me, whatever. And instead of saying, well, you know, you need to get upset about that, 
you, well, so-and-so might be having a bad day. Yeah, it's not they, about Something you. may have happened that morning. Maybe their dog died or grandma's sick or... So I guess in that way we are teaching them self-awareness. And, right. Well, that's more empathy, I guess, than it is self-awareness. Yes. But I, I really do think the two come together as a package. Because if you can if you can empathize with someone else, hopefully you can do that about yourself. I mean, self-awareness almost seems like... Self-empathy. It, self-empathy. Almost, yeah. Yeah. Like you're looking back at yourself. Yeah. Right. And see the situations that you're in. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, you, you said something that made me think, I don't know that people take a lot of time to reflect on, on their life. I know that I teach high school kids or, you know, they're teenagers and anytime they have a quiet moment, they, they like, the silence is so unsettling to them. Mm-hmm. It's a huge problem need, right now. Like, I need to get a device out. I need to get something out. Like I can't just sit here in silence that's a huge and problem just for think me. About stuff. I want to be listening to a podcast to learn something. I want to be listening to an audiobook to it's not even about entertainment. It's like I feel like quiet moments are wasted moments. You know, right. that's how that's how I interpret them. Um and I know that that's not necessarily a good thing and it is good. The quiet moments are good, but I also think that I'm capable of um I guess I am quiet sometimes in the car or something because right. I do think I'm not maximum empathetic or maximum self-aware of course but i do think that i'm i've I'll trained say, myself in a way to think of them even not in the quiet times so yeah. maybe it's a it's a mind training thing well i know that when i so when i work out in the morning a lot of times i'm just listening to music but sometimes yeah. i'll put on like a an ebook or something i'll be listening but it's you zone po- out right like you zone out yeah or if so i'm listening like i'm listening to a book right now and they'll say something right and then, like immediately, like I'm no longer listening to yes. the next twenty five things the guy's saying. Yes, I'm I'm taking those things and I'm yes. like, oh, how does that apply to my life? Same. And how can I take that? Mm-hmm. So, in a way, that is maybe you're finding that that quiet space for you to be reflective. I like things that make me think. I like to listen to things that that spark some thought in me because so much in my business, I have been by myself. Until recently, I haven't had employees and every decision and every thought I had was me asking myself a question. Right. And Lord knows it's an echo chamber in there. And so, Catherine, what do you think? Should you hire an employee? Yes. I don't know, Catherine. Should I hire him? Like, <laughs> like having having some, not advice, but listening to something that, that gives me some thought as to whether or not my decisions are either a good idea or not. Right. So I think you're right. That's how I, that's how I process things too, with some sort of... So you like, you don't like the complete silence. You prefer the, almost like white noise. Yes. I mean, it's not Background really white noise. noise, but it's something that that maybe gets your your thought process. Yeah, going. silence is extremely loud to me. No, it's not to me. I love the silence. I love to just sit somewhere silent and think about. <laughs> You're a thinker. Well, I, I know that there are. I'm trying to think of what happened today. Oh, I know what it was. So we were at mass this morning, and we went to a church that we don't normally go to. And during the uh, intentions. They normally read the list of intentions. We're going to pray for this and pray for this and pray for this, and we're going on with life. And Father said, "Does anyone have any special intentions?" Caught me off guard. And Does, like in I that saw, church, they all just raise their hand. I know people raise hand. I was like, "Wait, wait! I think I probably have some." <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to think I, about that's it. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, "I need to take some time to think about the people I need to pray for." Right because, before like, you even get there. As soon as he said it, we had maybe a five seconds before. We were on we to the next on. thing. And I was like, wait, I know I got, uh, this guy's going through this. And, uh, hey, the next thing, here's you know? the deal, though. Lucky you. He wasn't actually asking you that question. No, I know. <laughs> he, he wasn't. He was yeah. asking 
very the co- generally. The way they do it is he asks that, and people raise their hand, and he just acknowledges it with a nod, nod yeah, or a like, look. All like, right. Everyone's got their hand up. We're moving on. <laughs> and let's pray for those intentions. Move on. Yeah. He wasn't going to call your name, Thomas. It's no, okay. <laughs> I didn't think he was. I wasn't expecting him to. Were you going to panic? But like in the classroom? Think, when, when it was done, I was like, I need to take some time. Yes. I need, like, what are you actually doing 15 in minutes church? Yeah. Where I can, like, gather thoughts like that. <laughs> People that I need to pray for. Put me at the top, please. Can you put me at the top of your list to pray for? I do. I always start with family. That's like the number one thing. My family. And then like in my mind, I'm going through <laughs> and, a guy that I work with. And then his you, wife has surgery. And, and then you start you know. thinking about Jocko Willick and then you're off well, to something else. No, it's just there's <laughs> a whole list of people that I thought of that I need to pray for that I felt like I was being rushed. <laughs> I didn't but you have wouldn't have time. felt rushed if you had thought about it previous. Exactly. Yeah. So I like those quiet times. I like quiet time to reflect on whatever. You know, just various things come up. I don't because my I'll come up with a task list for myself. Those are what I do with quiet time. The the listening to podcasts and listening to audiobooks are more constructive listening for right. me. And they kind of force thoughts. you into that. Yeah, which I appreciate. And like I need. Self-reflection mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I need that. But again, knowing the kind of listener that you are right. or the kind of, t- you know, quiet time versus whatever, that's self Right. And I'll say this. Yes, I do like the quiet time, but I do also, probably not nearly as much as you do, I do like to sometimes just put something on and listen to it or read stuff. Now, like defining, I like to read articles that make me think about where I sure. stand. Where do I stand with that? What do I think about this? Sure. Yeah, considering all the sides. Right. I love to consider all the sides, but I think that that's part of empathy and self-awareness too. Yeah. Um, the, I think self-awareness is more of a personal thing like a one-on-one or a group to one you know empathy toward someone you might know when you're reading articles about sides of a larger political or religious thing that's probably i mean i guess oh, it's still yeah, empathy. Yeah, i know it's but uh, again it it like expands like i'm not just looking at me but how do i fit into this whole yeah united how states how do i feel about the world yeah you know whatever i'll say too this is um kind of been a blessing i guess I think this podcast is extremely self-reflective because it, I know these are, the reason we started this podcast initially is because we just, we talk all the time about everything, the most random of things. Um, but this, like we have things that we talk about, like it's very, it's like it's structured, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like it's a deeper dive into our own lives and our own thought process. I think it's definitely something that's helped build a lot of self-awareness about where I am as a dad, yeah. as a husband. How you feel about everything. Right. Your position on all these things. Yeah, because we like I have to talk about it. Yeah. And I like use actual words and articulate in right. words that people that are listening to this are going to understand. I and can't relate just to, yeah. in my mind define things in my own head using made-up words that I probably have for things. And that, I would say that that's been... A huge thing in our marriage is that I'm the talker. If you guys couldn't tell, I'm the talker. And so I talk all the time. And like I tell Thomas things that probably don't even matter, but I talk. Like if it happens, he knows about it. Whereas in his brain, he kind of is quiet and keeps everything in. He talks to me more than like he's he's louder than people at, you know, his uh, people he works with and things probably give him credit for and his students and things like that don't hear him talk much he talks right. more here at home but still you don't say things out loud as much as you could and so I'm always saying I had no idea you thought that about that so now I'm learning even more I'm getting to actually hear the things because you're right. being forced to put them out into a podcast at this point yeah. which is I nice know, that's, what I'm, that's what I, I'm 
yeah, I think this has been a, a real blessing for me because these are all things that I do think about. Yeah. But when am I ever going to say them? Like, who cares what I think about self-awareness? This is your outlet. Right. You now it's, have an outlet. We gave ourselves an outlet. Right. No one it's asked now us. out of my brain <laughs> into this microphone. Doesn't it feel freeing? Um, that's not the word I would have used, but. It just doesn't feel like it's cl- like cluttered up there anymore. That's how I always feel like there's things cluttered up in my brain. And once I get them out, I can free. I've freed so many tabs, closed so many tabs. Yeah. We're getting to talk about um, all this stuff. Maybe I don't see it that way. I would say it's more of a, um, they're being put, like it's all this information's up there. And when it comes out of my mouth, it's put into a file. So it's like. <laughs> this podcast is your there, personal like, filing cabinet. Yes. Your audio filing cabinet. It's my thought process filing cabinet. All right. You ready to go to break? And then we're going to come back with a listener question. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to take a question from one of our listeners. The question is, y'all seem to get along so well. Is it really like that in real life? Question mark. (laughs) Do you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. The answer is yes. We get along really well. We married our best friend. I married my best friend. He married his best friend. And we still like each other a lot. Like a lot, a lot. We respect each other, which I think is huge. Um, so that's, that's where it starts. I think we communicate well with each other. Like we don't keep secrets from each other. Right. Um. But you're so easygoing. I mean, we have two completely different personality types. Right. We talk about yin and yang. Like we're just so different. I'm so anxiety ridden and so uptight and just high strong. And you're the completely the opposite. Like go with the flow. You're very go with the flow. Um. You know, very adaptable. Yeah, I like to see myself. And I I like to be adaptable. You are. You are. I mean, it's not even like I want to be. You just are. You know, which is that's just your personality. I think the things that most couples argue about things like finances and money and you know the biggest stressors in marriage. Even though we don't make a lot of money, we make it work, and we don't. um, You know, we don't fight about money. Well, I think that's where we are. You know, so this is kind of. In the last episode, we talked about, um, like, finding that person that, that's going right. to be, like, you know, the person you love or whatever. Yeah. I do think personality-wise, yes, there's a lot of yin and yang there. But in terms of, like, ideologies, oh, similar. we are very similar. Yes, yes, I mean, yes. when it comes to stuff like spending money, neither of us likes to spend money. Right. Raising um, children, very similar. We, are, almost, we would raise our children, if we were married to two different other people, we would we're, still raise our children the same way. Yes. Um, we believe in treating people, you know, kindly and, you know, business-wise and sometimes to our own detriment. Like yeah. in work, I know that you'll do things sometimes that aren't your best interest because, you know, of certain things. So I think, I, like you said, ideologically, we're, we're almost identical. Personality type is very different, but that works for us. Right. Um, and I know a lot of people will say, you know, do you guys go on date nights or do you do whatever? We're huge. Not home as much bo- as we would like to. Probably, we're huge but, homebodies. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't enjoy going out to eat. Like, I think it's just. No, a- but getting a break from the kids and having a night where it's just us 
Yeah, I I would rather just put the kids in bed early and watch a movie uh, than 100% I would. Hundred percent agree. Like get dressed up and go. Yeah. Like oh, it's just such an effort. Yes. Um, and when the kids were younger, of course, we have family in town, which has been a huge blessing for us. Uh, that could help us out with kids when we needed to, especially if one was sick and we need to take one to a doctor or something like that. But we've never been the date your husband, date your wife kind of people. We do go on walks together. Now that the kids are a little older, they can stay by themselves for 20 or 30 minutes while we go on a walk, right. which has been huge. Because then we can have we have these types of conversations. The right. conversations that you guys are hearing right now in this podcast are the conversations that we have when we go on walks together. And we're able to just have to ourselves 20 to 30 minutes to just talk about adult things, you know, what's going on with work, the things that, you know, you don't want to talk about in front of your kids because you don't want them overhearing. um, Well, things they don't need to know. You know, if we talk, have to, if we have an issue at school and we're talking about one of their teachers, they don't need to know what we think about a certain teacher and who was right and who was wrong. Which we could have a whole other podcast on our opinions about what to talk about in front of your children and what not to. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes adults get into talking with other adults either on the phone or in person about teachers at school or bosses coaches. or coaches. Oh, gosh, coaches especially. And it starts to get into your children that, right. that they have some sort of superiority over. It's like you right. have to teach them that. Anyway, we can talk about that another time. But, um, but yeah, we don't, we don't date each other necessarily, I don't think. But marrying your best friend, having someone with the exact same ideology, at least very, very similar, um, even if your personality types are different, is how we've made it work thus far. You guys, it's only been 14 years, which seems like a long right. time to some people. But, you know, we're going for like 65 or 70, hopefully. That's the plan. That's the plan. So. Which I'll say, too, that's also something that, like, when we got married, this was not like, hey, we're getting married for 10 years, and we'll find somebody else no after one that. Said, no one does that. You don't think so? No. Thomas, that's so dumb. I hate to say oh that's dumb. Gosh. But I really do think that people do that. No. Not on, not on purpose. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You're acting like people get married no, and say, like, this okay, is only going to last right. 10 years. I don't think that they do that on purpose, like, will you marry me for 10 years? I think it's a, you are a person that matches my lifestyle right now. And so you're the person I want to marry. And it's not like this, my lifestyle might change. And so. Well, who thinks your lifestyle is going to change? I think people don't pay attention to it. I guess maybe that's a good good little circle back on, <laughs> so on awareness. Our, our awareness here. <laughs> is that, yes, like if our lifestyle changed, we got super rich. Yeah. Or we just got more poor than we already are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. I, the way that we... I'd I mean, still be shopping at Marshalls, Marshalls and TJ yes. Maxx. I would still be telling people that I shopped at Goodwill. It would not matter. Most of the clothes I wear would still come from McGill. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just... I don't think that those kind of things would change. There are things that are just in your are. DNA. Yeah. Right. It's like when the, um, people drink alcohol. You know, they say it, it doesn't change your personality. It, it exacerbates. Reveals you. It reveals your personality. Right. Yeah. I'm such a happy... I'm trying to think of who we are as drinkers. We don't drink a lot. We don't. We barely drink at all. Like, barely at all. But I'm happy. Yeah, I think I am too. I don't know. I I drink way less than you do. Okay. I'm going to put a big silent pause there. Oh, do I drink more than you do? No. I'm just saying (laughs) you're like, I drink way less than you do. Well, you drink drink one drink. I drink half a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Every month. (laughs) Once a month. (laughs) Lightweights. Telling you guys we're boring. We're 80. But we're boring together. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we have for our episode on empathy slash self-awareness. If you guys have any questions, you can email us or stories. 
you know, we like your stories. We haven't gotten a lot of stories. We get questions. A few questions. Yeah, but not a lot of stories. But comments. you can we get a lot of comments. Yeah. You can email your questions to buildingarensburg at gmail.com. You can visit us on Facebook or Instagram at Building Aaronsburg. And my Instagram, my personal Instagram is Katherine Aaronsburg. You guys spell Aaronsburg right. A-R-E-N-S-B-E-R-G. Until next time. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs>